And we're back on this Easter Sunday. We're glad to have you with us on News Radio KLBJ and glad to have a special guest with us today to talk a little bit about religion. Here in Austin, Texas, and I guess all around the world, Emily Wright is senior pastor of Westlake Hills Presbyterian Church. Emily, thank you so much for being with us on Easter Sunday here on KLBJ. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. And we're going to welcome you and your family to Austin because you haven't been here that long. But it's not your first time in Austin, a member of the University of Houston volleyball team back in the day, right? That's right. I actually really thought I was going to end up in Austin, really thought I was going to play volleyball at University of Texas, but they didn't have a spot for me. And so I decided if I can't play for them, I'll play against them. (laughs) And so I ended up at University of Houston, which ended up being an amazing experience. And so the only time before... The job hunt last fall to Austin was when I came to the campus and played in that volleyball gymnasium. I didn't know that there was a river slash lake, whatever y'all call it here, running through the middle of the city, that there were hills. I really only thought of Texas as Houston, so I was pleasantly surprised. And you all did quite well against UT back in the day. We did. We did. My sophomore year, we clinched the Southwest Conference title, which was uh, before everybody's the Southwest Conference split up and yeah, it was wonderful. Well, let's start by talking about some of the challenges for churches and modern day religion. Here's a survey that found 23% of Americans have no religious identity. 23% claim no religion in their lives. So how do churches draw in new members with these growing numbers who say they don't attend church and claim no religious affiliation? Well, I think that my response would be twofold. First, I think that Austin in itself is a unique position because it is a much more secularized city. More people do not affiliate with a church than do. And so for me, that is so exciting. I feel like the harvest is really plentiful. But it's interesting that you use the words draw in. I am not so sure that the the future church, the present and future church, necessarily is going to look the way it has up until 2000. I think that we might actually need to go be on other people's turf. It might not be that people come to Westlake Hills Presbyterian Church or to All Saints or to um, First Pres downtown, that it might be that we are in the community in more ways. Mm-hmm. And so one of the challenges as a pastor for me is that how do I get people to to feel part of the very community, the faith community at the local church, but to not see it as a place with closed walls, but to see it as a, a launching pad for the ways that they go back to their neighborhoods, to their jobs, to their families, um, to their gyms, and are able to live out their faith in such a, a way that's real, not w- using words of judgment, but just in a real, authentic, abundant life kind of way that people become interested, not in the person, not even in the church, but maybe they become interested in God and Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be the challenge is how do we enable our just everyday followers of Christ to realize that they have the ability to do that, to impact the kingdom um, in ways that are profound profound for the rest of, of the world. And so I understand Westlake Hills Presbyterian actually had a sunrise service that was outside of the church grounds in one of the local neighborhoods, right? So that's, I guess, a part of the outreach that you're talking about. 
How about, though, I was ready for you to start talking about maybe digital and, and streaming mm. services and that. So, But that's got to be one of the challenges for churches now, right? Because there's so many options for people in the digital world. There uh, are to, so many uh, to options. To plug into stuff other than anything related to churches. Oh, my gosh. And what's interesting is, especially now with these amazing podcasts, brilliant people doing podcasts from On Being to The Moth to all of the TED Talks that there you literally can get a sense of a spiritual experience listening to a podcast while you were on your treadmill in your garage on a Sunday morning for which you don't need to go have to a church or to a faith community to have this kind of spiritual teaching and experience. Um, let alone, you can plug in online to a lot of the faith communities in Austin and globally uh, anytime you want and watch the sermon from the previous week. Mm. Um, and But the, the thing that's really missing in the networked church is the isol- is is the sense of community. It's, it's, staying at home and watching church at home. Although in some cases it's all someone can do because they might be limited Mm -hmm. mobile wise. Um, You are missing out on that opportunity to be together with community and to be able to be surrounded and supported. And so I'm not sure that that is a 365 option. I feel like it might be something that would work and will work and is working for the occasional time that someone can't come. This, for example, a couple weeks ago, the the weather in Austin was really bad. It was, it, it was thunderstorms. There was tornado warnings right. or it was crazy. Yeah. And so people didn't want to come and I get it. And so they should be able to plug in and, and have that opportunity to, to be lifted up and to worship. Um, but I don't see that as something that we should be doing all 52 weeks. And and talk about the importance of, of being a part of that community of faith in such a, a culture where we're so obsessed with self. Because some mm-hmm. might say, you know what, I don't need that, Emily. I don't need that community of faith. And, okay, so I think that we have always been obsessed with self, always. And I, when I look at the people that hung out with Jesus there's this great story in the gospel of in the gospels, but specifically the one I'm thinking of is in the gospel of Mark, when Jesus is walking with his disciples and he's headed towards Jerusalem and two of us say they're arguing about who can be the, who will get to sit next to him mm. in the kingdom and who will be the greatest. And so since the beginning of, of time, we have been obsessed with self. It's part of our broken nature. And what has amplified it is this ability to be in isolation because of what social media allows you to do. And so instead of being isolated at home by yourself with a book or maybe with a pet. Now you're isolated, but there's this false sense of connecting with people through the social media. And so you actually are tricking yourself into thinking that you're making connections, but they are not long lasting. They are not connections that even biologically fulfill that which we need in terms of human connection. As we're beginning to wrap up our first segment with Emily Wright. She's a senior pastor of Westlake Hills Presbyterian. Let me ask you, Emily, about how the church deals with some of those gray areas. And we'll take mm-hmm. about a minute for each. I know that doesn't do it justice. But, uh, for example, the, the literal interpretation of the Bible you know, is always a question I guess you pastors get all the time. Well, the Old Testament says this, the New Testament says this. And if you live by the word, how do we deal with that in 2019? I'm so encouraged by the fact that this is something Jesus had to deal with in the first century. 
So many of the stories in scripture are him having to actually take an Old Testament passage and reinterpret it for something that was new. And so there's this story where Jesus heals someone on the Sabbath and the Pharisees and the Sadducees are, they are indignant that he has done that which is against the law. Mm -hmm. And he says, he reinterprets, he says, yes, the Sabbath was made for humankind. Yes, but was humankind made for the Sabbath? And he twists it and he forces us to look at that literal interpretation in a different way based on a new day and time. And so to me, I'm having great encouragement that it's it's okay to not read the Bible literally because not even Jesus did. And how about some of the other gray areas or or the cultural trends, sex and religion, uh, faith and science? I mean, those are big picture topics, tough to uh, address them in the short amount of time here, but still relevant issues that the church but many denominations are dealing with every day, right? Absolutely. And one of our large denominations in this country is dealing with this right now. Fortunately, for for my context, the PCUSA dealt with the um, this issue of same-sex marriage years ago. And, and so we are- Presbyterian we, Church USA. Presbyterian Church right? USA. So we are past it. Praise Jesus, we are past it. Um, this is my my quick answer is that the, at the end of the Gospel of John, there's this long prayer that Jesus does. And he first, he prays with about his relationship with God. And then he prays for his disciples. And then he says, and now I will pray for those that will come to know you, which is us, the people after he is risen. There's a future church. And the very first thing he prays, he says, Father, I pray that they may be one as you and I are one. And I think that these gray areas are, are areas that for too long throughout the, the course of church history have been used to divide the church when that is exactly what Jesus does not want, wants us to be united. And then, it, so I would say in terms of, of sexuality and sex, that all churches are different. All churches are gonna put d- different um, b- b- parameters on that. And I am just committed to pastoring a church where we are not going to set up any dividing lines where way in order to be welcome. We'll have more talk about religion on this Easter Sunday coming up here on KLBJ. Our special guest is the senior pastor from Westlake Hills Presbyterian Church, Emily Wright. Stay with us here on KLBJ.